0: Hi, guys. Welcome to the Sasha Photography Podcast. This is a very special episode of the podcast because today is Friday, the Friday before the burning of the man at Burning Man. Um, Tomorrow, about seven hours away from San Francisco in the desert, uh, they will burn down the man at the festival. And uh, Friday evening is a very popular night for couples to get married at the festival. Many of them do so at the temple. Burning Man is a very special place for me because that's where I connected with my wife. And five years ago in 2012, I was lucky enough to attend the wedding of Alex and Nick, who are dear friends of mine now and back then we didn't know each other super well but um, I came to their wedding as a friend and as their unofficial photographer and they were kind enough recently to sit down with me and talk about their experience planning and enjoying and surviving their wedding at Burning Man. So, Without further ado, I will give you our conversation with Alex and Nick, and I hope you enjoy it.
1: who you are your social security <laughs> okay I'm Nick
2: Oh, we're, we're doing this yeah. I thought that would be like beeps or something uh Alex <laughs> um, married to Nick for five years yeah excellent.
0: Mm-hmm. okay Well, tell me about how you guys met, like, from the very start, before Burning Man.
2: I love the start.
1: I saw a terrible Okitiba profile. (laughs) I was brutally honest, apparently. (laughs) And I messaged her about, because you actually had something interesting to say, so I asked you some questions.
2: It was some Russian movies.
1: Yeah, and then...
2: Like, teenage
1: angst Russian movies. And then, just like every online conversation, you just kind of go, ah, oh, well, that's just 30 seconds invested on my phone and forget about it. And then I went to Argentina and you actually messaged me. Yeah, I was you like, You actually followed up?
2: Yeah, I was like, hey, when, when are we going to go drinking? Because, you know, my liver's missing the action. And you were like, I'm in another country. When I get back, I have. Uh, I have a place in mind.
1: Right, and then I, yeah, just picked a low commitment <laughs> dive bar that you know you could easily escape.
2: <laughs> but I, so he thought that I was like I don't know what, based on my OK OK Cupid profile, and I thought he was a midget. He, he listed his actual height and my experience thus far with internet dating was subtracted to foot.
0: Yeah, it didn't help.
1: And I was kind of just hanging out oh, I, I think I showed up late and I parked my car and I saw her walking in and I was thinking that can't be my date that girl's way too hot. So I just hung out in the parking lot for a while until she texted me.
2: Yeah, I was inside. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here at this really loud dive bar. <laughs> You're right. It is a dive bar. Congratulations. This is accurate.
1: I think we had one drink and I said, let's go to another bar.
2: Uh, no, you said, if you keep an open mind, I have another bar we can go to nearby. Right. Yeah.
1: So we went to the gay bar next to my house which I think we were like the only people there it was a Wednesday night
2: there, were, there was like maybe one other couple
1: right uh, which was within, within walking distance of my yeah, house yeah and
2: Wednesday is is uh, an important night at that like gay bar because it's two for one specials and so I got them really drunk yeah it was good
1: yeah it's about into the second round that I realized I'm gonna marry the girl <laughs> And then you went to the bathroom and discovered there was no doors there. This is true. Conveniently, there were doors at my house. so hundred true. feet away. So we just walked over.
2: I was like... So we were walking from the gay bar to his house. And uh, he like... There's this way that you... It's not like hold the hand, but it's the linking in the arm. Where unless you've grown up European... It's not something you naturally do. And he did it in, I don't know if it was planned or like not planned, but I was like, this is really nice. This is like, this feels, this feels right. This feels good. And it just kind of like, yeah, I I, I want to cuddle in with you. And we got to his house and there were doors on the bathroom, which really helped. Um, And his house was, terrible. And he had furniture and it looked neat. <laughs> the bathroom was something you can go into without being terrified. The bar was set low. It wasn't low. It wasn't that low. He thought that I was going to be some girdle that he drank every now and then in a dive bar.
1: I, I wasn't expecting much because you were very honest with your picture. You, like, picked the worst pictures of yourself and put those on your profile.
2: I did not pick the worst ones. I picked the ones that I thought were most accurate.
1: And I was just being superficial.
2: Yeah. There was one photo. It was kind of like an older photo of him next to what looked like a tree. And in relation to the tree, he just looked really short. Like, I, I was super expecting to meet a midget. Or somebody borderline midget.
1: I think you're thinking of a different profile.
2: No, I'm not. And he didn't like, so specifically, he didn't like a photo that I had of myself in like Didium glasses, these purple glass blowing type of glasses, and just have like a cheesy look on my face. And I liked those because I was like, ah, yeah, glass blowing, I should make that obvious. And he was like, oh, that's a nerd.
0: How much time elapsed between that first date and your actual wedding at Burning Man?
1: Six months. No. No?
2: Wasn't much. We I proposed to you six July. months later. August, five months.
1: And then another year till the wedding.
2: Right. What? Five months. About there.
0: You proposed to her at Burning Man? <laughs> Six months
1: after meeting her. Right. Right. So you went to
0: Burning Man together? Yes. In 2011. Okay. Was it? uh, Had you both been before? He had
2: many, many times. That was my first time. And it was awesome. I mean, like, I've always heard about Burning Man, and the person I dated before him was very conservative. And definitely wouldn't have been into Burning Man, and nobody in my peer group would have been into Burning Man. And having met somebody that was like, Yeah, Burning Man, let's do it. I was like, Yeah, this is gonna be great. So it was fun. Did you,
0: Nick, did you have a long, like, thought out plan about proposing (laughs) to her at Burning Man?
1: No. I just thought it's time. Yeah, so it's like, why wait? And Birdie Man is perfect. Yeah, she was clearly having a great time. How did the proposal? Work? <laughs> I woke her up at like four thirty in the morning. Like we we need to go right now and watch the sunrise.
2: Preface this with, I had been like partially living at his house, and my chief con complaint was you don't have curtains light is stabbing my head every morning you need to do something about this and so he wakes me up at like god awful I don't know what time in the morning and I'm like oh god okay Uh, I guess I like this person enough to do this
1: so she got out of a warm van got on her bike and biked out to the middle of the play with me to go watch the sunrise. So we we walk up into the man's structure. And
2: no, we were at the temple.
1: Nope, I was at the man. We
2: no, we were at the temple.
1: Okay, sure. no, we were we were at the temple. You know what it doesn't really matter. We were in the structure. <laughs> okay, sure. And you fall asleep. You fall asleep? Yeah, yeah because
2: it's like five fucking in the morning.
1: So I had to wake up. I was like, no, we should see the sunrise. Like two hundred feet away from the yeah, structure,
2: like, it, it looks really good way over there. I was like, oh, fuck. I just got comfortable. <laughs> yeah, sure, honey. man. let's just let's let go. Yeah. And then we went over there. And then I proposed. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I was definitely awake after that.
0: You proposed like as the sun was rising.
2: Yeah, I
1: think we were looking at the sunrise. I thought, this is perfect.
2: Did you have a
0: ring? I did. Did you get done on
1: Monday?
2: No. We had joked about getting married. I think he was just, like, trying out the idea, seeing how I would respond. And by this point, I was like, yeah, yeah, getting married, ha, ha, ha. And that's... You know, I was kind of like, okay, he might be serious, he might not be serious. If he's serious, would I be okay with it? I I think I was very much okay with it.
1: Hmm? Yeah, Yeah, it didn't sound like you had to think.
2: No, it was kind of like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. We should definitely do this.
1: Was
0: it at the beginning of your time at Burning Man or towards the end? Middle?
1: It was like a Tuesday, Wednesday.
2: On Friday.
1: No, the wedding was on Friday. So it was a proposal. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got married a a year after. Proposed at sunset on a Friday. Mm -hmm. Got married on this. No. Proposed at sunrise on a Friday. Got married at sunset. That's it.
2: So it was like a metaphorical day. I don't know. It was was fun.
0: Yeah. Did you know right away that you wanted to do your owning a Burning Moon, or did you consider multiple possibilities about what
1: you were going to do? I think it just, it was like an instant obvious, like, yeah, this is where it's happening.
2: I just, I really love Burning Moon. So it was just like, yeah, definitely here.
0: Did the preparation for it, because I know you guys are generally sort of... uh, you're into preparedness (laughs) did the preparation for the wedding begin immediately after you guys came back from burning Man, or even on the way back from burning Man?
1: i don't remember that she's actually a lot more organized than i am i'm only organized for work
2: well once we decided that this is what we were going to do i was like trying to pay attention to the environment and go okay, this is what we would want to do, this is what we wouldn't want to do. So my one term or my one condition was, I really want an art car to take us out to the temple. And that was, that was your one assignment for Burning Man wedding. And my thing, like originally I started actually out with a bolt of this orange suede, which I currently still own. And I was going to make this dress and I didn't know how to sew yet. Um, And at some point Nick approached me and was like, I don't have an outfit for the wedding. I would like to wear white. And uh, you seem to be getting a handle on this whole sewing business. Could you maybe possibly pretty please think about, you know, something we can wear together? And I was like, seriously, it's like less than a month before the event. And, you know, I pulled it together. You look good. I look good. Did you guys
0: have a, a strong vision of what you wanted the wedding to look like and feel like? I mean, did you know, okay, we're definitely going to do it at the temple? We want a wedding party you knew you wanted an art car right? mm-hmm. like, did you know you wanted a wedding party you wanted to have a certain itinerary or how did you start to structure it in your mind
1: I remember it as you wanted an art car and we're gonna get married at the temple and then everything in between was just kinda like ah we'll figure that out it's gonna be this fuzzy thing and then as we got closer to the date it was like oh well we should probably do it before 5 o'clock Oh, these people are s v p You have to plan for a bigger vehicle like the details sort of came in as we got closer, but I don't remember stressing out about the every detail in the middle
2: i wasn't I wasn't stressing out, but there were definitely more details that I was trying to keep on top of so i mean we we tried to hire a wedding photographer beforehand, and we interviewed this guy who responded and he seemed okay, and then, leading up to the event, he was kind of, absentee would be a, a fun, nice way of saying our experience, and, you know, I, I had this, I had gone to a couple weddings before ours, and I was like, okay, well, people gather, then we all do something, and then, you know, food's involved, and then we all party, and, you know, everything's great, and, so I had started building this mental model of, okay, what does the party look like? What does this part look like? What does this piece possibly do? And we kind of followed it, I think, pretty well. Uh, the art cart took us out. We had people who either came with us on the art cart or joined us at the temple. And that was nice. Like the The, the actual ceremony part was... I want this feeling, rather than I want this ceremony. We had both asked close people to us who were coming to speak on our behalf. And Nick had asked his best friend to officiate to the wedding even. We knew that we wanted these like fond fuzzies based on certain actions, but I don't know if we've gone to specifics other than, you know, the reception is gonna be full of salami. I just really love (laughs) salami. Do
0: you have a very clear memory of the entire wedding day from start to finish? Like from the morning of it to the...
2: No. I have punctuated stress points. (laughs) There were a number of them. The number is low. Um, But definitely not the whole day.
1: I remember locking... The keys in the van.
2: And keeping it from me. Did I? Yeah.
1: I think I tried to fix it before you figured out what was wrong. It happened before...
2: After. No, right
1: after the ceremony, I managed to lock the keys in the van, which is also where we live and sleep. So... I think I tried opening it different ways and until you figured out that this was a problem. I think the entire camp joined in, and eventually, I actually can't believe this happened. <laughs> One of our guests walked over into the camp over asking if anyone was a locksmith, and some random guy was like, yep, right here. And he just walked over. And-
2: With a coat hanger thingy.
1: And we all just watched him intently as he did this. So it was kind of like watching *Lethal Weapon 3 where he's looking for the right wire to cut. And everyone's got their tongue out and they're just watching him. It was a wonderful celebration of opening the van.
2: And then we, we were like, please, take anything you want. What can we, what can we offer you? you? You've saved the night. And he's like, I'll take a kiss.
1: No, no, no. We said, would you like, would you like some alcohol? He's like, no, I'm in AA. Would you like some drugs? No, 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 I quit that too. He's like, no, I have my kids with me. Oh, yeah, I have my kids with me, that's right. Yeah. But wait, I'm recently divorced. Can anyone give me a kiss? Someone gave him a kiss.
2: It was Mikey's girlfriend.
1: The same one who found him.
2: Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Mikey was the one who officiated the wedding. Trish, Tish, was the one who, who found the locksmith and subsequently kissed him.
1: What are the chances? Of course, the Burning Man... Chances are always like 50%. Yeah.
2: Or higher, yeah. Yeah, that was
0: pretty amazing. That was definitely a punctuated stress for me as well. I mean, that There
1: were a fun. couple of them. And then later in the night, where... Part. Yes, mm-hmm. we were... Sorry. We biked out to the middle of the playa. I was on one bike. Somebody else was... Um,
2: Somebody had offered to drive me out, limousine-style, chauffeur me. On tricycle. On my tricycle. And the problem was, like, on my tricycle, I was facing in the wrong direction, so I couldn't keep track of everyone. And little did I know, but the chauffeur was high. And at some point, the chauffeur had stopped seeing the rest of the the wedding party. And on Friday night, they had lost the wedding party in, in the playa area where all the parties happen. And I was like, hey, so, uh, you know, like, are we stopping? Are we just looking at this thing? He's like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're stopping to look at this thing. Where's Nick? Oh, you know, he was just here. Where? Oh, you know, here. Where is he? I, you know, he's he's around here. No, where is he? You know, I saw him, like, maybe five minutes ago. What do you mean you saw him maybe five minutes ago? Where is he?
0: You were by yourself on the back of the
2: bike. On the bike? Yeah. And I was like, dude, what? Come on. What the hell? And he's like, no, we're, we are we all agreed we're going to stop here. Okay, where is everyone? I just saw them. Uh, there's like, what, 40,000 people?
1: 50. Yeah.
2: 50,000 people. And... Suddenly, I'm missing my groom slash husband. I'm missing the rest of the wedding party. And the person I'm with is superficially, really cheerfully telling me that they just saw them a minute ago. And I'm like, are you high? You like maybe a little, but it's OK. We'll find them tomorrow at the worst.
0: So what happened?
2: We- well, I, I remembered that Nick had a certain what was it like a headband or something. It was like a headband.
1: That's not how you found me.
2: It is how I found you. That's
1: the weird thing. Is that we started... We realized we lost each other. Started stumbling around this... I don't know, square mile maybe? Okay. And then... I ended up somewhere and I heard... Nikki! Nikki! And I looked around and I saw you just yelling my name.
2: Yeah, because I saw you. I was looking for a specific headband.
1: Well, that just... I thought the story was way cooler than that. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we just like...
2: You're the only one with were. the headband. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we were just magnetically drawn to the same spot on but the But it plier. was. You
2: were the only one with the headband. <laughs> this is true. No, I. so there was maybe like five attractions that I had looked at and tried to find him at. I, I tried the man, I tried the temple, um, and I was like, okay... I'll just keep looking and I kept going toward people with similar light patterns, LED light patterns emanating from their heads and finally I found someone who matched the pattern. I was like, Nikki, you know, you know. I'm, I'm pretty sure you heard us like Nikki, you know, like unicorns prancing and I was like right there on the edge of like <laughs> panic because it was like, okay, not only do I not know where any of my people are because at this point I had lost the chauffeur as well because he's, he walked away into into somewhere, and I was on my own. I was looking for the rest of the wedding party. I was looking for you. I was like, I don't even necessarily remember where camp is. This is it. I need to find Nikki. That's it. This is, that was like panic mode extreme. But I found him within like half an hour.
0: It must have been very satisfying when you guys found him.
2: Oh yeah that extreme stress with that culmination of actually like finding him was wonderful. Like I, I would recommend stressing the shit out of you before you, you, you do something really important in order to really savor it.
0: Yeah. The, the high intensity. Day. Do you remember to, to take you back to the temple? Do you kind of remember how all that unfolded? Cause you have the art car. Mm-hmm. For some reason I remember the art car going back, I remember that very clearly. But I don't have very clear recollections of the art car going there. I'm not sure if
1: oh. you took the art car.
2: We totally took the art car. There were a couple of stragglers and I think we started out and then we came back but we like were maybe starting just pulling out and then we came back. But the thing that happened was the worst dust storm of the fucking uh sorry, uh, I keep swearing. Of the week.
1: It's okay, you can swear.
2: Um happened of course at that time was it did it already start it had
1: it started just as we
2: left camp. yeah it was as we were pulling out it was just like (laughs) and all you could see was like this this like fuzz right and in the fuzz the driver of the art car would be like oh we have to stop because we we can't really see anything and we're gonna go extra slow and every once in a while you'd look up look, you'd look out into the horizon you'd be like Oh, there's a fuzzy thing there. Oh my God, it's a car. It's like a art car, or it's like a bike, or it's like a a thing. And this is after, you know, all the stress with the photographer. Visiting the photographer mm-hmm. earlier that day to make sure that he's actually coming. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was both magical and frightening, because it was kind of like this this like hazy. Soft dream, and it was also kind of like this terrible fog that's yeah. upon you.
0: Well, physically, it's really intense. I mean, yeah. it, 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 a lot of people are prepared, and they have goggles and dust masks, but some people are not prepared.
2: So I, my, um, your cousin, B, helped me with my makeup, and it was not dust mask friendly. So I was like, I'm going to keep the dust mask off because I have this cool makeup on, and that wasn't great. I was like, this is this is this is not fun or or comfortable.
1: You look great. You're but I I was
2: hoping I looked fabulous.
1: <laughs> Fantastic.
0: How did you guys pick the spot for the ceremony? Did you have a, something determined beforehand? Like did you do a reconnaissance trip to the temple? Or you no, just we just
1: walked in. Said that's a good spot.
2: Yeah, no, we're like, that place doesn't have much people.
1: Except for the guy the in banana. the band <laughs> suit.
2: <laughs> the love banana.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you look at some of the pictures from the wedding, there's just a guy in the back row wearing a giant banana suit. not oh, the word's love on it. Right. That's
2: a love banana. Love banana. And he blends in really well with the rest of the guests who are all in these huge dust masks because, again, biggest dust storm of the week right then or there. Or, like, I think we can identify all the all the guests, but, you know... Except for the love banana. Except for the little banana.
1: <laughs> oh, and the prehistoric guy. Remember that guy? What was that? There's a dude that looks like he walked out straight out oh, of the Amazon.
2: Yeah, he, it looked like uh, some kind of spirit guide just randomly just appeared. And he was like, this space is open for you. <laughs> and he had like a stick and he was wearing like very Amazonian slash African kind of girdle.
1: It kind of, like, it makes me wonder how, like, I only remember that guy because of the picture. I don't actually remember it. No, right? I do. That was five years ago. Well, no. So like, like, How many like, things do I not remember because there's no pictures? This is true. But I,
2: I do remember picture. him because we got off the boat, and the boat is the art car. And the boat is an art car dressed like a pirate ship. And Natasha and the neighbors met us right, and Sasha helped me leave the boat, and as we we're walking to the temple, you know, a small group of us warming, there's this guy just standing with a stick, right, like super primitive looking, like this is Eve being judged by the tribe type of thing, and he's just kind of like, yes, I approve, you know, this is the spirit guide approving of our marriage type of thing, and I was like, Wow, this is this is either really trippy. Like I didn't realize I started the drug so soon, but okay, sure, dude. You you fit in really well. I remember this he was standing there with a stick and then he kind of just like pointed his stick at the temple. I don't know if somebody asked him something or he just it was, it was like this this very um he reminded me of in the Lion King, the the bamboo monkey. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Baboon. Not bamboo. Baboon monkey. Do you know
1: the name of the monkey? No, I mean,
0: why? I mean, it's a great... If you just, you know, paint that scene like you're on a car that looks like a pirate ship, there's a massive dust storm happening all around you, there's a guy with a staff, like, directing you to the temple and giving you a seal of approval. It's pretty surreal.
2: It was very surreal, yeah.
0: Do you remember... How, like once the ceremony began like how clearly do you remember how the ceremony itself happened and what was said do you recall what it was or
1: I, I've asked my best friend to officiate in the Christopher Walken voice I I don't exactly remember what he said
2: he was nervous his he, voice was kind of shaky
1: but he nailed it yeah he nailed it he good and uh I remember somewhere in our vows we made sure that we rickrolled the audience but I don't, I don't think anyone actually picked up on it.
0: What, what were your vows? Did you write them beforehand or were they just kind of
1: freestyle? on the spot? I, I jotted down some high level points. Something about um, enabling your crazy.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then I saw that he actually wrote something down and I panicked because I hadn't written anything down. And then... Like, there was this one moment where you were like, I don't know if you actually said this, but at some point I was like, I want to get down on one knee and give you a ring. Because I had, I had gotten his ring engraved, and he hadn't seen it before, and I had hidden it in my skirt. And I, I got down on one knee and I gave him the ring, and he was like, what are you doing? This is so weird. But I always wanted to do that. I had an idea of, of some things that I wanted and kind of the, the vows were in some sense a response in some sense of I'm thinking of this person and this is what I really want to commit to.
1: I figured we'd be renewing our vows every year anyways. Correct. we have a chance to course correct. So I was like, this is what I'm vowing right now. Yeah. I'm still sticking to it. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember what you can you describe what you were wearing? <laughs> yeah.
2: I made it. it. It was uh so I hadn't I I did not know how to sew really before Burning Man. And the way I make, created all of our clothes, and there were at least four matching outfits, I believe, for that week um was I I picked clothes that we loved individually and I copied them with other fabrics so I had this like voluminous layer skirt and I copied it in this white fuzzy fabric and we had this vest and I made the vest for you and I made a matching vest for me and then I was like oh this needs boots because you know everyone needs boots
1: we had matching boots. Platform soles.
2: Platform soles. And I was like, eh, you know, honey, I, I'm sorry, but you're going to wear tights. Because that's that's just how it goes. And I didn't have time to make you shorts or something. But the tights are going to look great on your ass. So that's going to work out well for me. Yeah. So it was me in like this uh, vest and skirt. And white. Fuzzy fabric, and you know I, I threaded LED through it with tights and the boots. It's right? black and white boots, and you in the same type of black and white boots with a vest and the 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 tights leggings. What's mm-hmm. the appropriate term for a man wearing skin tight materials? And
0: the leggings.
2: Leggings. Hot. Hot. Yeah. Exactly. Necessary. It was great. Except for like afterward, the wedding photos, I I did a lot of photoshopping on some of the dust stains on all the white.
0: I think your wedding is really unique because I get to see a lot of weddings and I feel like there's this, there there seems to be some societal requirement that a wedding involves like an element of of giving yourself over to some like cultural structure. Because like every even city hall weddings that I photograph, which are very short, intimate, like three minute ceremonies done by a volunteer officiant who's probably retired and who reads from a binder, you know, even those weddings. The bulk of what that person, the officiant, reads to the couple is, uh, wedding is uh, an important decision and is not to be entered into lightly, but thoughtfully with a deep realization of its obligations and responsibilities. And I think a lot of people, looking outside in, like there's a an innate gravitas to a full Catholic mass in the Catholic Church you know, lots of like platitudes and
1: like I I think you need all that social peer pressure if your heart's not in it. But if your your heart's in it in the first place, you don't need all the all the bullshit gravitas to be around it, right? You don't need that validation.
2: I I like I said, I had a couple of examples of what weddings look like in my peer group and yeah, I got a lot of flack from my relatives about not doing it a certain way, but that really just helped me really just double down and go, yeah, this is the right way to do it. Um, like, we, we didn't exclude anyone. We we're like, please come to our wedding, grandmother, mother, father, uncle.
1: I'm actually, to be fair, you thought through possible ways that everyone could attend. This is if, true. If they had the ball to do it. Yeah. You, you didn't do this to exclude them. You gave them a chance, actually, a much better chance than most of your friends who had to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. You would have handed it to them on a silver platter had they made the call to do it. Correct. But
2: the actual wedding schedule or the wedding format had, I think, significant elef- elements of a traditional wedding, right? It had a ceremony, a reception, a, a best man toast, speech, whatever, right? I don't know if that was in the right order, but it it had those elements, and it had the the whole, you know, audience participation, the... I don't know if anyone actually heard our vows because of the dust storm, but you know there's some element of I'm saying this to these people to be partially accountable to them, and I think that our our wedding guests have in some sense been supportive in order to be accountable.
1: That blows my mind. This whole accountable thing.
2: I mean, that, that's the only point of giving vows, right, in front of an audience.
1: I see it as those people came to celebrate with us. Yeah. But I gave my vows to you. Yes. I don't care who heard them.
2: I don't think anyone but me did. <laughs> yeah. The dust storm was epic. I mean, you were kind of near us. Did you hear anything?
0: I have a hard time remembering things that were not visual because I was so focused on the visual... But it was very
2: intense. I remember Mila spraying us with champagne. Mm, I remember that Very too. much yeah.
1: so. Because yeah. it was kind of like... She's
0: good at that. She does it on multiple yeah. occasions.
1: And I appreciate that because if there was any gravitas, fuck it. Champagne. Yeah. I was like,
2: oh, the outfit I made is getting dirty.
1: Oh, that's the whole point of it.
2: Okay, Just I can deal with this. I can deal with this. I felt less concerned with my guests. Experience of the actual ceremony, as their experience with the event, because yeah. the event had come to mean something significant, and the people that came, I wanted them to to experience that significance, not just from the ceremony. Like you, you know, oh, that's that's such a great vow, or oh, it's such a pretty dress, or oh, they're such a cute couple. It's like wow this is this is something outside of my life that I know this is this is possible right that that's burning man for me this is possible is the 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 quote of burning man for me and in some sense that's that's also like our relationship this is possible that's great and I was so happy to be able to. Help others find that possibility for themselves, either through coming as a guest or just you know willing to accept this venue as a trip or you know because it's hard to get tickets even. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we invited everyone and we were like, just get the tickets. We'll make everything else happen. Just get the tickets. We'll find a way to do everything else because it's that important.
0: Well, You guys put a lot of pressure on yourselves, because, I mean, if, again, if I just think about a quote-unquote typical wedding that somebody tries to organize, uh, even if people are planners, even if people are very organized and very proactive, you make these big decisions and you tick them off your list, but then as the day approaches and you have a thousand little small questions and concerns and decisions and people that you have to be accountable to and people you know want to make sure that they have a good experience, that they you know where they're going, yada, 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 these things start to pile up and that's what Al always adds to the wedding stress is that like run up to the wedding where it's a little tiny thousand things that you have to worry about. So trying to orchestrate that and be responsive to all of that as like Al on the playa at Burning Man, that's not easy.
2: It's, it's, I would say for myself, it's not easy for my personality because at some point I just relaxed into this whole, the mantra, the ply will provide. What was that? Um, I don't know, but at some point I was like, the ply will provide, this will work out, this won't work out, this will work out, but it will work out, this will just happen. And, you know. Fabulous makeup that wasn't necessarily dustproof, and a photographer who may or may not have passed out on the hood of our car. Um, the wedding feast was partially catered by the loving guests who attended, right? There's just this this thing that came together without excruciatingly planning every single second, and that's mm. the beauty of. Burning I Man. think
1: chance favors the prepared mind. You thought through the big things and everything else just kind of fell into place because yeah. well it wasn't like I'm, I was like, I'm with okay, you. you
2: need this, 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 and this.
1: Magical things happen in Burning Man, yes. like the guy next door who happened to be a locksmith <laughs> and open our van. But you've thought you've put enough thought into it where you allow competent guests to sort of have a comfortable experience but they figured shit out on their own too. It's
2: true. We we didn't expect to take like we didn't really know anybody, I would say, that we wanted to attend that would have been like, oh, I'm a burning man, I don't know what to do.
0: How superstitious are you guys?
1: I'm not really. I'll only do it for symbolic reasons like I won't shake your hand over a door at what is that what is the Russian superstition don't shake hands over a
2: doorstep a
1: doorstep right Like I won't do that but it's more of a more of a habit rather than a a superstition if I spill salt I'm not going to freak out over it or walk under a ladder
2: the 20 minutes I spent looking for you there were some very superstitious thoughts that went through my head. I was like, shit, this is this is like a sign. Like, really? what the hell? Really? Like,
1: You didn't think like, well, if this shit doesn't work out in like an hour, I'm going to go back to camp and he'll probably end up there too. No,
2: I, I didn't. I was like, I, I'm just, well, partially because I didn't know if I could find camp. I was feeling pretty lost. Um, <laughs> I couldn't necessarily remember specifically where we were uh, I, there were, there were definite moments where I was like, oh, fuck, this is a sign of something, I'm not sure what, this is a sign that I'm lost, I didn't think through this, like, oh, my God, the hell, I know he's here somewhere, that, that was, like, the prevalent thought, I know he's here somewhere, I'm going to find him, it's like you know specifically that the needle in the haystack you're looking for has you know a specific light pattern. As long as you look for the light pattern, you will find it. But you know, there's like a forty thousand light pattern chance that you you're, you're gonna suffer for the next twenty four hours. I was fully expecting to sleep uh, under some light camp music camp thing because I had lost everybody and I didn't know where camp was.
1: I've known you for six years and this entire time I thought you were an optimist.
2: (laughs) I am an optimist. I didn't expect to sleep in deep play. Right? No, and I I had not yet... You know, you, you talk about faith and I would say after that I was like, oh shit. That's crazy. That's like I can't believe I found this person again. That was that was like, whoa, dude. Like, yeah, that that that's meaningful for me. Like, maybe it had to happen the way it did for me to go, yeah, that's definitely the right decision. Like, oh my god, that's the right decision.
1: Well, I'm glad you decided that. After the wedding no like
2: you you go into the, you go into the wedding, you're like, "I really care about this person, uh, and you may or may not think about the future, and you may or may not think how you will end up in the future together, right you'll grow apart, you grow together, you'll have these ups your downs your your challenges, whatever, but like on your wedding night to lose your 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 person right. I and never thought of about him as my groom, my, my husband, my boyfriend, my whatever. It's my person. I've lost my person, right? Like almost to the point where, you know, if you think about your beloved pet and how they feel about you, and that attraction of like, oh my god, I've lost this thing, that's this this significant thing in my life, I can't find it. <laughs> And, and just like a pet, then, you know, you come home, and you're like, oh, my God, there it is. The, the relief and the happiness and the joy, probably very similar to a Labrador or Labradoodle.
1: Who's a Labrador? <laughs> is this
2: metaphor? <laughs> it think it's me. But, yeah, the, the joy and the relief and just the spiritual validation that was meaningful. Despite all the elements of crazy and trusting in the wrong people to drive me to the right place, we we found the right headband, and it turned out to be his.
0: I know when I when I when you first started talking about losing him, and I said it must have been really satisfying to find him. I used clearly I used the wrong word because it was really, it wasn't a satisfaction; it was a relief
2: and enjoy. it was it was like uh, yeah there was there was this very much sense of panic between the panic and like I know I would find this person eventually but the eventually was within 24 hours no like 24 hours
1: how could you get lost to Birmingham for 24 hours you go right back to camp
2: if you remember where camp is (laughs) which I couldn't at that moment do I was just so frazzled i was like i don't necessarily remember anything if you know i head toward any one thing i'm just gonna stay there but i'm gonna try to find him i know what his headband looks like i you know and and the amazing part as you're in deep playa there's a lot of places you can go there's literally 360 degrees of direction you can go and you're like okay will he meet me back in camp when he realizes that i'm gone Will he meet me at the last known landmark that he saw me at? Will he meet me at the planned landmark that we decided upon at some, you know, random conversation? Did he remember that random conversation? And we found each other within 20 minutes. That's the, the crazy part. We found each other within a very short period of time. I think that goes to say that like, we think alike. Enough to go. You and I will do this, 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 and then this. Which is scary. Which is awesome. It's great. Yeah. What
0: did you guys do when you found each other?
1: Just talking. Just hug. Talking. Yeah, kissed. Probably kissed. Yeah, there was kissing. Kiss. kiss. The moment of, re- of relief, and then you, right after the moment of relief, you're like, really? Holy shit. This worked.
2: It worked. Well, it was like the ply will provide in like the best way.
0: So do you, so how strongly do you listen to the omens that you experienced in and around your,
1: or on and around your wedding day? Anything shitty that happened is just a funny story. Like unlocking, locking my keys in the van or losing my, my wife.
0: You had within within a very short span of time, you had uh, possibly a missing photographer. Yes. You had a dust storm. Yep. You had uh, losing or well, you had random characters appearing at your wedding, but I suppose that's kind of to be expected at Burning Man. You lost each other. Yep. You locked the keys in the van. Yep. Or no, you locked the keys in the van first, then you lost yes. each other. What else? Were there others
1: that I missed? I
2: think luckily that might be it.
1: There's shitty things that, side stories that happened to other people that night. None that were like memorable to us, but like.
0: Okay, so how strongly do you listen to those omens and do you, now that you've been married for a long time, I guess five years, kind of a long time, uh, do you reference them? Like, do you think back to them at
2: all? So I, I do, and in the way that I do is, I found my, my person. I'm not gonna lose my person. And if I even think I might have lost my person, that's temporary. Like that fear really like, drove a point home of like, this will work out, <laughs> We will, we will figure this
1: out. <laughs> I feel like a golden retriever in this conversation. I'm like, that sounds like deep thoughts. Squirrel. <laughs> Look, a squirrel. I, I don't even think about those things at all. It's just... Well, you're
2: always worried. Like, none of
1: those things are like omens, right? Omen. The word omen has a, a sort of negative connotation. It's just like, ah. Oh. Well, that was frustrating in the moment, but it's a funny story you now. Do you guys think that you
0: want to go back to that place at some point, have some sort of way to mark an anniversary or a ceremony.
1: Totally. Yeah. As long as we can get babysitters. (laughs) We were were doing that. Yeah, we did do that for like several years afterwards. Every year we'd go back to the temple and renew our vows. At sunrise, not sunset. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Not that we're older and wiser, it's mostly sunset, not sunrise. Yes. But yeah, we go back and as long as we can get babysitting again
2: we would love to do it again yeah Yeah. although I think at some point it would be really nice to involve the kids and go hey this was meaningful this was a cool thing and by cool I mean like um this was an out of ordinary experience for the people that progenated you
0: (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard that used as a verb before
1: progenated
0: that's awesome (laughs)
2: It's, it's something that's interesting for them to know.
1: What sucks is that by the time we bring them back, it's not going to be even the same event or the same vibe. It's just, it'll still be cool, but it'll be completely different. So the, the context will be lost.
2: Well, we can leave them out and deploy it and see if they'll find their way home and see if that makes a difference.
0: Okay, well, this is actually the end of the conversation, and I know it's kind of abrupt, but um, at this point, baby started crying, and uh, it's kind of appropriate, given how much has changed uh, with our families in the last five years. We have kids now, Alex and Nick have two, and um, they were mostly kind enough to let us do this recording when we were together. Um, But uh, I really enjoyed speaking with Alex and Nick and hearing about their reflection on what their day was and what it meant and how it has reverberated through their lives over these last few years. And I hope for anybody that's soliciting that uh, is planning a wedding at Burning Man, maybe next year, considering it, I hope that this was um, a helpful reflection on the day and gave you some good things to think about Um, Certainly was a great trip down memory lane for me, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode and uh, that you enjoy the accompanying photos, because pictures truly do say a thousand words, and there are several thousand words waiting for you uh, after this recording.